1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. I'm Christopher Fallius, and I'm the producer of to Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder podcast.
2: And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network.
1: Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own
2: podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're
1: new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help.
2: Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also.
1: You can contact us at info at knowpodcasting.com for more information.
2: We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality.
0: Hey Is with Valentine's Day around the corner, we've decided to hook you up. Geekscape has partnered with the video dating app Filter Off to bring you a free and fun video speed dating event on Saturday, February 13th. To take part, all you've got to do is download the Filter Off dating app to your smartphone. Find the Geekscape event and RSVP with the code GeeksLove2. That's T-O-O, because we do love to. You don't have to wait until Valentine's to use the app either. It's fun and free and Matt Kelly has already racked up a ton of dates on it so what have you got to lose? download filter off and we'll see you on February 13th Geekscape forever
2: so...
0: Hey, what's up, Geekscapers? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well, we're going to talk movies, video games, comic books, pop culture. That's what we do here on Geekscape. If this is not your first Geekscape, well, I commend you. Something that we've been doing has been scratching that geek itch for you, and we're glad. Uh, You might want to get it checked out, though. The geek itch might not be... Something that you should be holding around for too long. It might it start to burn. You might end up like me. You definitely want to get it taken care of before it gets out of control. You'll find yourself, as a man my age, continue to do a podcast on the internet for 15 years. So that geek itch that you have to scratch and go see a doctor, you know, I changed my mind. No more geek itch. I'm just kidding. Uh, geek itches are great. And we're going to be scratching one, a few, today. Uh, I'm joined by my good friends Matt Kelly, Derek Cranavelt, and Chris Ophalios. To talk latest news and reviews, that's what we're doing this week. Um, Katie is out. Katie was like, uh uh-uh. uh, boys club. We're doing boys club week. So uh to get y'all uh <laughs> going, uh, Christopher Robin- Robinson, who's like one of my favorite geekscapists just he just dropped in to say, you know what? Just a few days of the cream and that geek itch will get taken care of. Um, you know. I've been putting that cream on for 15 years. Maybe it's the wrong cream. I don't know. Let's talk cream. Someone who's all about cream, and that's Matt Kelly. He's been creaming and itching on Geekscape with me for a very long time. Hey, buddy, how are you?
2: Doing Doing well. It's it's funny. I was sitting here, and you were playing the, uh, the Geekscape theme, which is performed by Punchline, uh, featuring Chris, who's going to be on the stream in just a second. And I was remembering that the only reason I even have a friendship with Chris is because of of geekscape. It was the uh the magical combination of me singing a song about penises at a comedy show and then him being on Geekscape the following day and us getting tacos together
0: <laughs> but, but Matt but don't stop there. The only, reason, <laughs> the only reason you have friends is because of geeks game. So that, that is it, true. It's, that's it's, accurate. i never
2: it's, I never had a friend great. until I moved to Los Angeles.: <laughs> Yeah as, as great as Chris is, like
0: let, let's, let's let's just come on. I don't want to like you to marginalize our role in your life, please. Uh, speaking of friends, uh, friends who cream together, stream together. This is uh, Derek here in Vancouver. Derek, hey guys. how are you creaming and streaming up there? That it's,
3: it's real creamy up here. Matt, you probably want to take get that itch taken care of though before uh, February 13th uh, when you're going on some speed dates. I know. I got a ton of them lined up. Yeah, I know, right? I hear that you already had some have some dates lined up according to that advertisement.
0: Uh, the ad is one thing, and I know that uh, ads can lie because you called yourself the head of content of
1: the geeks. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> but
0: uh, have you actually been racking up dates on filter off? Has it been working? No, not
2: at all. I was completely. <laughs> oh, well,
0: sorry, Zach, but uh, yeah. I mean, yes, so many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's really funny is um, we actually have Geekscape as being contacted by like local news to, to talk about the filter off uh, Geekscape dating event, uh, which is really funny. I'm getting like, DMs like, hey, somebody's going cool ask me about this. I'm like, and you should. Just drop that Geekscape uh, name and we'll see what we can build. Uh, speaking of building... We did bring Chris Fafalios of Punchline into the fold as a podcaster last year. He does our One Hit Thunder podcast. He and Matt have a brand new venture we're going to talk about. Uh, here's one of my closest friends, Chris, who I've known longer than y'all, which is crazy because I've known y'all. Here's Chris Fafalios. Chris, how are you? We also call him Big Chris.
1: <laughs> That's what I refer to myself Ed, as only in these streaming things. <laughs> it's the only place on Big Chris. Are you normal size Chris when the stream isn't around when you're not screaming and screaming, just, are you normal Chris? Just regular old Chris, that's me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Chris, we ran an ad early on uh to start the show for you and Matt's new venture, We Know Podcasting. Um why should you be trusted with this whole thing that we know uh podcasting? Can you all tell me about this because I look up one day and things are just starting up. Like uh first off, that's not the first time I've been uh bushwhacked with brand new information about uh 10 years ago matt was like i want to start podcasting and he starts like just doing podcasts over on geekscape and i'm like okay that's okay that's okay but the leash just got longer (laughs) and then this guy's now like adding podcasts willy nilly he's like we just started this show we just added that show obviously i like all the shows i like doing it but um this uh this this whole thing about becoming the head of content of the geekscape network did, did you run that past you
2: at least, Chris? Yeah, no, I I had a meeting with myself, and it was a tough negotiation to be honest. But uh, I allowed me to be the head of content. Mm,
1: I think it's well deserved. I think Matt and I, <laughs> I think Matt and I know how to make great podcasts, and a lot of times that takes a lot of patience and a lot of editing. As Matt and I know about everything from vocalized pauses to ums and ahs and you knows and mouth clicks yeah, and everything mac, like that.
2: Max, those are my big uh, pet peeve.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, those, I just gave you an um right there. Those are things that for the most part, you can cut out in editing. I've done my share of podcast editing, not on my show. Uh, <laughs> I remember that I was thinking about that. I actually was. I was thinking about, we know podcasting, your uh, your new venture, if you all need help with your podcast and you're listening to this, if you need editing help or making a logo or naming your podcast or producing your podcast, info at we know podcasts.com is Which we know
2: podcasting.com. Okay. Okay. Listen, listen, hold on. We're going to advertise listen, it.
0: Listen. Okay, hold on. Let me fix that. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me fix it all right. It's we know podcasting.com. We know podcast was taken. Um,
3: (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay. So info, we we know podcasting.com. You can just cut this out. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) uh, Can can Uh, I, can I I talk about a couple more things about it? All I wanted to say
0: was, I think what attracts me to podcasting was what attracted me to radio. It's, it's gotta go live, baby. It's gotta go live. There ain't no cleanup after this. What are y'all? A bunch of amateurs? You gotta go clean that up? Who doesn't want a guy talking about itching the geek scratch? Whatever I talked about, okay?
1: Like that was gold. We just gotta keep running. What do you gotta say, Chris? Because I'm just a- all I'm saying is there are a lot of bad podcasts out there. And a lot of times a lot of times it's because people didn't put a lot of thought into the content and don't know how to edit themselves. That doesn't just mean the things I was just talking about. I could I'm talking about you could take out an entire 15-minute block of talking because it's just not interesting. Yeah. There, and Matt and I both agree that podcasts should not be over an hour long. <laughs> I mean, yeah. once in a while I might get over that that a little bit. But uh there's the just a of 3 little... hour
2: podcasts are super unnecessary. No,
0: hold on, Matt. Hold on, Chris. Joe Rogan signed a gi- giant billion dollar <laughs> Don't even know. By, Don't he, get me started. He does a 3 hour <laughs> podcast. It's phenomenal. And I know from experience that when I listen to the One Hit Thunder podcast, I want that thing to at least be 2 hours cuz y'all <laughs> drop the musical nuggets so heavily. And when I listen to Geescape Games I'm probably in an alternate dimension because that show doesn't go anymore. Uh, and you have Derek to blame. Wait,
3: if only someone could help me, if someone knew podcasting, <laughs> like if I, I, I was actually going to ask like part of why I'm here, if I wanted to start a, a video game podcast on the Geekscape network, like who would I talk to about something like that? And how much would it
2: cost me?
1: I know a couple of so, guys that can help you.
2: Yeah. I, so the, the other thing, like we're talking a lot about the editing, Um, which is a a big, important thing when it comes to podcasting. But the other thing that I think Chris and I can bring to the table is if you are, as you just said, Derek, if you're someone who's trying to start a new podcast, we're also offering consultations where we can sit down with you for an hour and really help you flesh out your idea, flesh out the equipment that you might want to look into getting, fleshing out all the different stuff that you would want to look into. Because I think that a lot of people they dive into podcasting and their go-to is like well i just have to talk i've I've got garage band on my computer my computer's got a microphone inside of it so like i'll just sit down with my friend and we'll just talk because my friend and i are are hilarious and people are just going to love it and it's like no you really need to like have a hook and it and it can be something as simple as like i mean chris's old podcast uh men in their 30s It was just him and his friend talking and being funny, but the hook was like tying it all back together with like what it's like to be in your thirties life in your thirties. Like, and that was enough of a hook to bring people in.
1: Well, I think another thing about
2: it, that's really
1: important to remember is, uh, you know, having that concept and Matt and I both agree because I think you talked about this maybe last week, Jonathan, when I watched the podcast live stream, um, that most podcasts stall out within like 6 or 7 episodes and then that's the end of it. You know why that happens? Mm-hmm. Because people start scrambling and they're like, "Oh shit, I got to get a podcast I got to get a podcast done this week." Um and then it just becomes this like stressful thing. Matt and I both agree that you should have 10 episodes in the bag before you even start scheduling the first one. That you should be on a schedule and you should be ahead. I always push for evergreen podcasts. Yeah, not that, that doesn't work for everything. If you're doing a sports podcast, that's not going to work. If you're doing a news podcast, that's yeah. not going to work. I understand that, but a lot of times, I think evergreen podcasts are great because episode two of your podcast can still be relevant ten years later. If you're depending on what your subject is, Matt and I are both really mm-hmm. obsessed with this podcast called Bizarre Albums, that's made by Tony Thaxton, who's the drummer of Motion City Soundtrack. It is like a perfect fifteen minute uh, perfectly crafted, well-executed podcast, uh, not too long, but it's just so entertaining and it's so perfectly done and evergreen. And I think it's the perfect example of a great podcast. I think it
3: could be a good hook though, to, uh, to hear sports news from 10 weeks prior. Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs)
0: What do I say to those jerks who are still downloading episodes from 2006 that I did?
2: All right. I don't even sound the same. I, I think that's, like, but still, yeah. there's evergreen content in that in the sense of like like shows like The Flop House, right? There's a really great comedy podcast about movies called The Flop House. And their goal is to only talk about movies that bombed within the last year. But even though that's, you know, still fairly evergreen, the flip side of that is people are going to be rediscovering those shitty movies all the time, especially in those early like the early geekscape episodes. I think every single episode came with a movie review. Yeah, for for got years. A, got a
0: movie review for
1: you right now. Well, I can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I think what Matt and I can offer, and I mean this sincerely, is you know how all of us in here have experienced that, like looking back at your early episodes and being like, oh god, <laughs> like I, 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 hope someone... Matt, I, the, I hope someone with my next episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anytime I have Matt Kelly on the episodes, I, I'm like, oh, why? Well, <laughs> uh, what I'm getting at is we can make it so right off the bat, you hit the ground running with a great first episode to be proud of because we can help you flesh out that idea and that concept and make it rock solid, coach you up on what you're doing. You know, Do you know how many podcasts I've been on as a guest where it's more or less just someone going like, so what's up, man? Like, I, Ooh, that sucks. Chris that Farley sucks.
0: on Saturday Night Live.
1: Yeah, yeah. right. Well, uh was the first
0: episode of One Hit Thunder like that was that a, a, an awesome one, Chris? Uh,
1: <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, but that, my, one, did that one hit the ground running? Was that one one that we go the, back to visit? By episode by <laughs> episode two, we were we hit the ground
2: running. I and even then be, though, I'm sorry, like Chris, you're my good friend. I'm fucking <laughs> with you. But like even the reality of that is like one hit thunder. Chris and I fleshed out that idea over like a three month period before we even sat down to record. Like it wasn't like I called him on a Monday and said, I have a podcast idea. And by Friday we were recording it. Like we really tried to figure out like, who are the guests? Who's the audience for this show? What are the like first couple topics that are going to like pull people in? And like, as you go through it, you also start figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And like one of the things we learned very quickly with one hit thunder and what I think is the appeal of one hit thunder. And it honestly, I think is the appeal of um, horror movie night to a certain extent as well, is that the show is all about the tangents, not the topic. Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. it's not about, cause you can only talk about like return of the Mac for so long, but you can use the <laughs> conversation of return of the Mac to talk about like where were you in 1997 when this song dropped? Like, what were your memories of this? What type of music were you listening to? And like getting those personal stories pulled out of people usually leads to really funny tangents. It leads to really interesting conversations. And, you know, I hard movie night. It works well because most people haven't seen the shitty movies that we watch, but they listen because they want to hear the weird stories that we get into about Brian's like drug years (laughs) back 10 years ago.
0: You you know, I get y'all. You know, I send you texts as I'm listening to the episodes, and I'm telling y'all different things that are making me laugh, et cetera. Hey,
1: that's exact. And I'll tell you what, I love that. And my friends do that with me too. Will text me things they like about What Hit Thunder or Krista makes a podcast. You know, I'm I'm getting it from both from the hosting end and the producing end on another podcast. But I will say, once again, in all sincerity, what's really cool about podcasting, I know everyone in here can attest to that, is the excitement of making something, putting it out in the world and seeing people's reaction to it, building a community like what you've done with Geekscape. It's amazing. It's awesome, man. It's, it's helped so many people and it's also been such a fun thing. And to have that in our own little ways. And I think anyone who does a podcast and sticks with it long enough, doesn't just do the five or six episodes, sticks with it for a year, will experience that. And it gives you this like, fun purpose each week and it's also a platform to i don't know if you want to make a film it's a good place to talk about the film you're making if you make music it's a good place to talk about that not to not to say that it should be this big commercial but it's also like gives you a voice you know and i think that's a really cool thing and um, and
2: what the hell Matt? i was gonna say if you want to if derek uh threw out a question about uh, pricing, and I don't mind doing that real quick. Uh, but if you're coming to us for editing, uh for sixty dollars, we'll edit thirty minutes of raw audio. For a hundred, we'll do a full hour of raw audio. Uh, but the stuff that we're talking about with starting the shows, it is a fifteen hundred dollar starter pack that we call it, which is going to include: you get the consultation with us, we get a logo made up for you, we get theme music written for you, we get all of the feeds hooked up for you and we edit the first 10 episodes for you. So really it is
3: <laughs> yes, it, you, you pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. You couldn't be set up for a better first step into podcasting than what we can provide. And all of us, I think have used uh, Kate um, for, for logo. She's officially signed on as our logo person and, um, and you know chris is in a band we have a ton of different musicians of all types of backgrounds if you're looking for ambient music we've got people for that if you're looking for something that's a little bit more of a rock feel we've got people for that we've got people if you want more of like a hip-hop sound uh we've got a whole list of different types of music uh, musicians in different genres to get the music that you're trying to pinpoint for your show
0: okay matt listen (laughs) this guy down here in the corner who who's wanting to do geekscape games can he pay you in Canadian dollars? Is that fifteen hundred Canadian?
1: Can we, can we make that right all loonies? All <laughs> loonies,
0: <laughs> Derek. Uh, you know I'm trying to motivate you to bring back that show. I've only been doing that for the last three months. I know you've got it in you, Uh, and I don't, honestly don't think podcasting is that difficult. I think podcasting well is something that you have to work at for a while and just have fun with it and do it over and over again. There are plenty. Of, I mean, I think eight hundred thousand podcasts get start got started since March mm-hmm. just because of the pandemic. Um, There are three left from that list, but uh, for the most part, those are the people who were having fun with it and kept going.
2: Um, well, and that's the that's the other thing is that there's so many shows that have started up that are like there's celebrities doing podcasts and they're taking a lot of money from like smaller podcasts that could probably use it. Like, I love Scrubs. I love Donald Glover, uh, Donald Faison and, and Zach Braff. But like do they really need to have like 14 advertisers? Like I think they're doing pretty okay <laughs> yeah, without the
0: advertisers. The, they have the listeners. Yeah,
2: but but like oh, I I know and I get that. But like the reality of that is also that when this pandemic is over, do you think that those guys are going to take time out of their day to record two podcasts a week in the second that they're on the set mm-hmm. or the second that they've got other things that they need to be working on?
0: We'll see yeah. if they're on the set first. Yeah. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no offense to. I, I was just saying the other day that Zach Braff, I think, after Garden State, like, I know he did other films. I wish that they had gotten the attention that Garden State got because I think yeah. Garden State is an, is an amazing movie. Uh, we have some questions here on the Boys Club. And I think right. this, this is a Boys Club episode, Geeks gave us. So I got the yeah. boys here. Uh, and I, just to wrap that last piece, if you want to start a podcast, it's American dollars, but you can hit up Chris and Matt at info at we know and they'll set you straight for the first 10 episodes. And then uh, you'll be rich and famous. And you can just keep paying them to make your podcast. Because anyone the who starts a podcast just gets <laughs> super, super famous. And does not continue to do the podcast in their apartment at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk. We got some questions here from Bolt T. He wants to ask the Boys Club, who was your childhood celebrity <laughs> crush uh, that is a boys club uh, question. And uh, if we roll the years back to our celebrity crushes, and this question should go out to the audience as well uh, Who was your celebrity crush? Uh, I just saw mine up on the screen because Heidi was watching the uh, Go Go's documentary that is on uh, Showtime. And mine was Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. Because nice. she had the Heaven is a Place on Earth video. And when I heard my mom coming, I changed the channel because I had a <laughs> <funny laughs> feelings going on when she was dancing with that inflatable globe or whatever it was in that room. Mine would be Belinda Carlisle still totally holds up. Uh, and it, I'm proud of it. So mine, that was mine
1: is up next, which we got. Uh, right. So the, so the that. year,
2: the year was 1996 and Matt Kelly rented a, a movie called Casper. And in it, he saw Christina Ricci Whoa. and said, that's the girl I want to marry one day. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, can you give
1: yeah, us an nice. update on that,
2: Matt? Uh, <laughs> no luck. She now uh, got married. And I was—I remember I was legitimately heartbroken <laughs> when I heard this, that she got married. There's always <laughs> divorce. Yeah,
0: speaking for myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, <you> still,
1: yeah <laughs> it
2: doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, you still Christina Ricci. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, just do that. Matt,
1: keep writing her letters. Did you write her letters, Matt?
2: No, I just oh, was. I had. It, I was like, it was like, you know what? If I met her in person, she'd really like me. That was like the, <laughs> like you know, you get like that mindset. You're like, this is how no, it's gonna happen. That's a
0: Lazy ass <laughs> mindset. If I had that mindset, y'all wouldn't be listening to this podcast. I've been like, maybe I should talk on the internet. Next, <laughs> that is no winner mindset, Matt. Uh, so. Let's just understand that when you email info at we know podcasting.com, ask for Chris.
2: <laughs> hey, I've got great podcasting advice, just terrible dating advice.
0: <laughs> well, keep keep swiping that filter off. We'll see you <laughs> on February 13th. You might be the only one in the room. Uh okay. oh, I just uh, saw a coming, and come in. Andy Rat- <laughs> Rattinger has a quick update. He says, Matt, Christina Ricci and her husband are getting divorced. Right, we
2: gotta get that. We see Matt. <laughs> What Start you- using We Know Podcasting <laughs> and get me enough money that I have a chance to meet Christina Ricci one day. That's what I'm trying to finance at this point.
0: Here, I think off <laughs> of uh, Twitch is jumping in real quick to say his was Maria Conchita Alonso from Colors. You ever see Colors? That was the movie with Sean Penn uh, where they play, uh, they play LA cops, East LA cops. It's, <laughs> it's Sean Penn and... Uh, Oh, man, help me out on this one, Theorist DJ. I'm blanking, but he is a legend uh, of film. He was in the Godfather films, et cetera. But it'll come to us. But watch Color. Colors is awesome. Colors is an awesome movie, and she is smoking in that movie. Um, it's Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall uh, and Sean Penn. That's a great movie. Uh, Chris, who was your celebrity crush? I'm guessing she had a guitar since it led you in
1: the musical route. Uh, actually, no. And I got to say, I love both of your picks. Like, <laughs> love both of your picks. Uh, but mine was actually the first girl I ever had a poster of on my wall. Uh, Alyssa Milano, that uh-huh. is a, That's solid. a good one. Hey, <clears throat> yeah, she, a really good one. she was on uh, who's the boss, and just you know, I think we we're around the same age. And there was that poster of her on a bike. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I like I liked Alyssa Milano.
0: I recently we do uh, these Zoom, we I mean, we've, we're now in our 10th month of freaking zoom workouts we're so climbing the walls so what my workout group and i have started to do since we're doing zoom workouts is we'll find on youtube really cheesy workout videos and playlists like um <laughs> it, it, it will, we'll zoom them and do the workouts just to kind of mess around. that's amazing uh the nice. next one heidi proposed is Alyssa milano's teen steam workout wow. and if it, it, you know what Chris, you're a little too old to watch the teen steam video, knowing your past feelings for her. Uh, it would just be creepy. But uh, there's some suggestive stuff in there, and I don't want. To I've keep... seen Poison Ivy
2: or whatever that movie was.
0: Yeah. Poison Ivy
1: Two or whatever. <laughs> yeah, John, she was in the it,
0: people, Drew Barrymore was in the first one. Keep
1: in mind, I, keep in mind, Alyssa Milano is older than me. I believe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and she's and she's awesome. And I would still have a crush on Alyssa Milano. Yeah. And John, sure. if you're looking for more suggestions for that workout, uh, there's also uh, Lin. Quigley's horror workout, uh, I believe,
1: <laughs> came never out at changed, one point. <laughs> even though
0: we were desperately want you to change, never change, Matt. <laughs> there's there's aspects of your life that could probably use an upgrade. Uh but we'll we'll see when the the divorce for Christina Ricci goes through. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's uh, given me a lot of hope. That's the most hope I've had during this entire pandemic.
0: I am going to get vaccinated. <laughs> Christopher Robinson, who's a good buddy of mine here in LA, said Juliet Lewis in Natural Born Killers helped shape the kind of woman I've been interested in my whole life um, Murderers? <laughs> sociopathic and homicidal. Yeah. I can, I can maybe watch 10 minutes of natural born killers before I just, it's not for me. It
2: is. I love that movie. movie. Yeah. yeah it's I'm intense. with you, John. I, I'm more, yeah, of, a, I'm more yeah. of a true romance guy.
0: Uh, if it's Julia Lewis and this might sound weird. It, it's the one from um, dust till dawn where she turns to the camera and says, Richie, will you, I'm not going to say it here on the air, but just watch Dust Till Dawn. It's an enjoyable movie. Enjoy it, <laughs> Lewis is in it. Uh, okay, Derek, which Canadian beauty kept you warm in the oh, north?
3: Oh God, Can- Can- Canadian! Canada? I couldn't tell you. Canadian. I've I've always been a you know I love America and Americans and uh, you know I grew up on American television. So uh, the the first one that comes to mind and the for like probably first big celebrity crush uh, has to be Danielle Fishel. Uh, All Topanga, right. Topanga um, from Boy I, Meets World. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. She was like, she was very pretty, but also she like, you know, she kept Corey like, you know, she kept him on his toes. She kept him like, like behaving well some of the time. Is a girl who
0: plays games? Did she play games on the...
3: I don't think she played games. I mean, it's it's
2: been a while since I've watched. Matt had a whole podcast about Boy Meets World, so he's probably (laughs) the one to ask. Uh, (laughs) No, they pretty much started dating and then never stopped for seven seasons, so (laughs) not a lot of games there. So so that's where Matt gets his idealism. He's like, she would never escape. Yeah, you meet someone in sixth grade, and then you eventually marry them and live a happily ever after (laughs) life. As I learned in Girl Meets World the spin-off series. <laughs> Once Matt
0: got to seventh grade, he was like, Well, I guess that was it for me. Uh,
2: I didn't I meet my Topanga. Grade. Yeah. Been uh, just slowly waiting for death ever since.
0: Yeah. If, the only way to get him <laughs> back is to build an impressive catalogue of DVDs. Okay, this'll work. Show show him
3: you're talking Freddy Krueger, man.
0: Matt's like the reverse (laughs) Rapunzel. Instead of growing his hair out, he's just collecting DVDs until somebody succumbs and saves him from the tower. Without, he's the he's the opposite of a tower. He's in a basement. Matt is literally the reverse Rapunzel. There needs to be a children's book story about this. Fair, we, have, we got what more Boys you? Club questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. T, keep the Boys Club questions coming. If you have a question for the Boys Club, we're going to answer them. Uh, this one says, what is your favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? This oh, that's might, so easy.
1: This might even yeah. be hard
0: for me to answer, but let's start with you, Chris. You seem enthused with your response. There is no
1: other answer to this. If you say anything other than Bloodsport, you're just wrong. That's, <laughs> that's just the... Every line of Bloodsport is incredible. There's not one single line of dialogue in that movie that isn't quotable. That I, is the,
2: it's like I a perfect movie. I have to disagree. What about I Universal love Soldier? I love Bloodsport, but I, when I think of my Jean-Claude Van Damme, I think of a man who can punch a snake to death. So I'm going with Hard Target as my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs>
0: okay this is tough uh and derek you went on record saying universal soldier
3: i mean blood sports obviously the better movie but i who doesn't love okay. who doesn't love universal universal and soldier
0: you all might remember if you're a longtime time listener or not that long ago uh, about two years i had dean devlin on he was the executive producer on like independence day and <laughs> uh the 1999 godzilla and stargate dean devlin also wrote and produced uh, that movie, Universal Soldier, and it was an interview. I think he wanted to have about like his new movie coming out, and I was just like, "So Universal." Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a fun conversation. Dean was freaking awesome, and it was it was great. Um, but I'm actually going to go. Shit, this is really hard because uh, I do like <laughs> Matt's suggestion because I'm a huge John Woo fan, and I obviously. Universal Soldier as the sci-fi element. I like Time Cop a lot because mm. that one also has a sci-fi element. It was originally- Sudden it Death? Was- what about Sudden Death? Sudden Death I like because Powers Booth is a great villain and obviously he gets to put a mascot through a steamer and save Chris's hometown. So that yes, it's
1: Pittsburgh. Is- it's Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a hockey <laughs> based on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. The, the famous Pittsburgh Penguins announcer Mike Lang, who's known for all these like famous sayings like uh, scratch my back with a hacksaw, and uh, you can sell my monkey and things like that. He, in that movie, in, in Sun Death, he goes, Holy shit! <laughs> Everybody in Pittsburgh loves that.
0: It, 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 that's, a, that's a pretty solid movie. Um, there's Double Team with Dennis Rommel, which is not good. There's also. There's Double a great
3: Impact. Volvo commercial.
0: Yeah, there's a fantastic Volvo commercial. There's yeah. a Double Impact where he played, you get twice the Van Damme for the ticket price, where he plays twins and is like, yeah, I can start quoting it you, and, then, you have, and then the whole podcast will be over. But I'm actually going introduce go, me to
2: the order as well, where he goes undercover as a Hasidic Jew or a Hasidic <laughs> yeah, uh, rabbi. He started, <laughs> he
0: started getting a little silly there. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to stick with Kickboxer, the poster hanging in my office. Uh, I do love Kickboxer. It is as ridiculous as Bloodsport in many ways. I think Bloodsport is a more rewatchable film, but I think Kickboxer has some amazing lines in it as well like when he's trying to convince alex not to fight the please don't fight this guy he's crazy freaking crazy he's trying to keep This country flock <laughs> like this yeah was coming down. <laughs> that's a great one and he was my brother you are going to make him walk again um there's some good stuff in uh in kickboxers so here's a little addendum i teach some college during the the uh the day sometimes i play professor like indiana jones and I'm on Zoom, and I'm broadcasting right out of this office that we're broadcasting Geekscape on. And I get up to get some water and a break. I come back, and one of my students said, is that a Kickboxer poster in your office? And I said, well, it's hard to miss. It's <laughs> enormous. It's the size of the entire wall. Uh, but he's a good kid. And he said, my dad actually directed Kickboxer. Holy crap. And, he, and because we're all working and learning from home, he said, dad. And he called his dad in. And his uh, his dad, Mark DeSally, comes on camera and he said, oh, I recognize that poster. Hey, I made that film. And I also made Bloodsport. So uh, the, the Mark Jr. is currently my student. Uh, he's a good kid. I can't comment too much on it because he's my current student. But as soon as he's not my student, let's work on getting Mark Sr., on the podcast to talk about making kickboxer and bloodsport you all have a jcbd special coming your way (sighs) on the geekscape podcast so make sure to subscribe chris robinson says cyborg cyborg kicks ass and uh, i think cyborg was supposed to be a famous sequel to a pretty big franchise like a terminator film that just didn't get too much steam i know that soldier with kurt russell is an unofficial sequel to um blade runner because the soldiers are kind of replicants and the wars that in soldier are being told like they are being talked about are the same wars that were having happening mm-hmm. in like the off colonies and blade runner it's a whole thing same writers uh theorist dj says double team was the worst first movie i walked <laughs> out of i would go with knockoff where um, John Claude Van Damme teamed up with Rob Schneider, and that one just didn't. Do you guys walk out of movies? Is that I like don't. a? Wait, did I? I, I, don't, I never have.
1: I've slept through them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I slept through that movie, Mother. You know, with uh, you know the Jennifer, art, movie. Yeah. Jennifer <laughs> uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. That movie was just atrocious, and I've argued with people that is the such a bad movie. I won't watch. And I also it. fell asleep during anchorman 2 in the
0: theater (laughs) yeah anchorman 2 was like too much of the good thing to the point where it just didn't taste
2: good anymore and you're just like that's enough i uh
0: they're over dipping the oreo cookie until it got soggy on that so
2: john i i did a quick google search uh and this doesn't totally answer your question but according to the production history of cyborg uh canon initially intended for cyborg to be a sequel to the masters of the universe that movie was. or possibly a spider-man film that, <laughs> what's crazy
0: is those ba- those uh who was uh toby hooper was supposed to do a spider-man movie for canon and for golden Gol globus and it was supposed to be released in like 1991 or 92 or something like that. And they just couldn't keep it together. And I mean, Marvel used to just sell their, there's, there's a
2: everything. great, I don't know where you can actually watch it. uh, Cause I just have it on DVD, but there's a great documentary out there called electric boogaloo. That's just the history of Canon pictures. And man, what a weird company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty
0: amazing. And I do know that documentary and I've seen that documentary and Canon films is you, I would say there's nothing like it, but just look at some of those like titles on like the the fringes of Netflix, and you realize that there's now a ton of canon films just, like, just like, dumping stuff on streaming. I mean, Matt, look at you, look at these movies that come out that you talk about on horror movie night. There's so many canon films. All right, we got more questions for the Boys Club. Uh, Boys Club, keep the, the questions for the Boys Club coming. It's like the Bolt uh, Tee
3: Club at this point. Yeah,
0: favorite guy movie of all time? I'm guessing that a guy movie would be something like a hangover genre where guys go on an adventure together. Uh, <sighs> what would be your favorite guy movie
2: of God. all time? God, I guess, I don't know if this counts. I'm I'm going to take guy movie as just like, I would say A, probably mostly male cast and I guess, kind of, like, considered more of, like, a dude's film. But, I mean, Clerks is, like, one of my all-time favorite movies, and that's pretty male-heavy, and it is very frank male conversations. Uh, So I'm going to just kind of say that that's my favorite guy movie, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's hard for me to think of guy movies because they're kind of... uh... I kind of steer clear of them. The yeah, part.
2: no, that's kind of the same thing I'm thinking. That's I feel like all I can think of is what I was watching 20 years ago.
0: I think the American Pie movies, speaking of 20 years ago, mm. I think the American Pie movies, for the most part, are fun guy movies. That's true, see, yeah. You'd see that uh, The Hangover would be a modernization of that, but
2: uh, that was 10 years ago, which is insane when you think about it. <laughs> uh, I think but I think the American Pie movie holds up, like... Like I remember seeing both of those movies and thinking that they were great, but like American Pie, I can still revisit and see it as great versus The Hangover, which I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
0: there's, yeah, there's also old school. There's also, uh,
2: you know, Wedding Crashers the, stuff Wedding like that. Crashers.
1: I,
0: I, I like those.
2: I pretty think much have Vince Vaughn's in it. I think it falls under guy movie. Yeah, with, oh, so actually, Swingers. Swingers yeah, is my favorite guy movie. I think Swingers.
0: <laughs> I, I think I'm with you, Matt. I think Swingers is going to be. My vote for my favorite guy movie. I just I re-added it to my HBO Max or whatever it is, just so I could watch it again. Chris, what would you say is your favorite guy's movie?
1: Um, Stand by me.
0: Shit, that's okay. a good one. <laughs> oh, Scratch Chris. out slingers.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's. Chris I mean, that double homer out of the park. Oh, <laughs> that, uh, I mean, even the perspective of hit of him as you know Will Wheaton's character as. Forget his name in the movie. uh Yeah, I just his perspective of being looking back on, you know, will you ever have better friends than you had when you were however old or whatever? I just think that that's like such an amazing movie, and I think it's a guy movie. But like all these movies, you guys are saying are, in my opinion, don't really hold up. <laughs> like yeah, they're, they're so. kind of they're kind of would never be made again because they're that bad. But I think Stand by Me. <laughs> Is it doesn't? Stand by me definitely doesn't fall in the. What's the rule about? You have to have two female characters talk about something. Yes, none of those movies would fall in there, and that's actually not very cool (laughs) that they don't. But Stand by Me not falling into that, I I think that even women would be like, yeah, that's fine. That makes yeah makes sense. It's the same with like
2: like a Sandlot movie. Yeah, like it's coming of age with little kids. It's a little bit different.
0: I think Goodwill Hunting would be an okay one. But uh, stand by me, and I think Swingers is a perfect like sort of uh, document of the time. So yeah,
1: Gordy yeah. LeChance, by the way, Gordy,
2: thank you. Yeah. Uh, I I Eric. love the gumption, like like I love the idea of swingers. Like it's just like, hey, Hollywood's not giving us any chances, so we're just going to carve our own chances. And like, there's something that I like about that that attitude in that movie. If you liked it that much, you would have written Christina uh, Christina <laughs> Ricci. Not- no, fandom, because fandom, me on the but... phone is like John Favreau on every phone call in that movie, where he leaves like six voicemails continuing the previous one and stumbling all over himself. You could
0: have been directing Iron Man in her heart if you were better. Uh, Derek. Uh, what is your favorite guy's movie? And it can't just be an earlier episode of Geekscape that we were all on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the uh, Comic Con special 2019, I think, was. Uh, <laughs> you know. uh, uh, was I mean, we were all together. <laughs> I I hadn't even thought of it in like the the standby me sense, but I think if we're going like the I don't know the the comedy route, like you two, the is super bad a guy's movie, like that one, that yeah. that like that one like i remember seeing it as a kid and being like or as a kid whenever it came out i was like 15 or something and and hating it just thinking it was like so stupid and and i think at that point i was like like i i like films i'm too good for this comedy and then like as an adult watching it is like the funniest thing i've ever seen and like so like why didn't it relate to me when i was that age type thing but it's super funny now i think
0: uh that's a good one i but i'm going to go ahead and in like seeing superbad and i like superbad a lot I think that it, a movie that got compared to Superbad a lot, Booksmart. Is oh, Booksmart was so yes. better. Oh my god, yes, so I fun. forgot it's, about Booksmart. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, we have another. Can I say things that things I don't
1: before. like either of those movies? You didn't <laughs> like Chris, Booksmart either. That's I like. You, you know uh, what's funny is I saw I saw Superbad when it came out and I loved it, and I just put it on a couple weeks ago and I couldn't even I couldn't take it. I couldn't <laughs> even. And I, and I like Michael Sarah. Dude, I think Scott Pilgrim is one of the best movies yeah. ever. I think it's Incredible Holds Up. Hated super bad upon second watch. And that Booksmart movie, I fucking hated <laughs> it. I hated those wow. movies. Okay. I, I hate uh,
2: them. Don't call him Hot Take Chris for nothing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's Hot
2: Chris, he's Hot Take look, Chris.
1: Look, all I'm saying is I, I am pretty opinionated about things that I like. Ranking things and listing things, but I think that's what makes it fun. What are we yeah. gonna do? I'll come on here and agree about shit. Like, <laughs> I think I think bad movies are bad movies, and I'm gonna call them out. Even if there was something I that like, that is American, not a bad movie. American, <laughs> is really good movie. American Pie. That movie fucking sucks. <laughs> but it was, it was funny at the it was funny at the time. But I, no, I don't think that like a guy fucking a pie is funny anymore. I'm sorry, guys. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> was there ever a time in your life you thought it was funny, Chris? Yes. Yes. When I was a kid, I thought it was funny. Yeah, Honestly,
2: I never for me. I never found the pie fucking part. For me, it was always just Eugene Levy's yeah, every he, delivery. Like yeah. every line he says is so funny. I'll, give you, I'll like, give you that. Like I think that there's a there's a scene that will make me laugh every time in that movie where he is just standing outside of Jason Biggs's bedroom. And it's like a step, like it's an establishing shot for like 20 seconds of him just standing there. And as soon as Jason Biggs opens the door, he goes, Oh, there you are. And it's like so on point for like my parents' parenting style, where they're just like, Well, I know he's here, so I'm just going to wait for him
0: I and will, then act like it's a chance encounter. I will not revisit the American Pie movies, I don't think. <laughs> but, uh, now there are like 12 of them straight to video. So, you know, yeah.
1: so, some of those movies from, you know, around th- that era, maybe a little bit later or whatever, like, I still think Napoleon Dynamite's one of the funniest movies ever made. It's like, yeah. it's perfect movie. It's amazing. That movie will be funny when I'm 90.
2: Yeah. And like
1: Libre as well. <laughs> Libre, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs>
0: okay. You <laughs> got another question here. This one is actually, let me see. Uh, I'm actually going to ask the Andy Rattinger's one, because uh, we got to talk about it growing up. What was your favorite toy line? I know I have mine and I know Andy's Ooh. is mask, which are where like the, the people who would wear the helmets and the masks things. Um, what is the favorite toy line you had as a kid uh, or currently if you're Matt? <laughs>
2: um, so it's hard for me to, to narr- I'm going to, okay, so I'm going to go with a slightly obscure one. Um, only because, like, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated this more and more, but the the toxic Crusaders toy line, um, it was the same company that was doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys, but the big difference that I found as I got older looking at those toys is if you look at the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys, and it's embarrassing that I can just grab two to show you, but I'm not going to, but if you look at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys, they maybe use three paints on them, right? Like, It was Mm. like if you look at it, there's all these details that aren't painted in on the figurines because they just kind of blasted it with three colors. But like the Tazi Crusaders toys, there's like 14 colors on these toys. Like they made sure that every single feature had its own like different color to make it pop. And then they would just like kind of like Jackson Pollock, like a goo color all over the figures. So they look like they were all covered in toxic waste. And it's just a very unique looking toy uh and i'm pretty sure it's from hasbro because hasbro was just making like the best toys period uh in the late 80s early 90s like their action figures are second to none
0: so matt do you think that once you woo christina ricci she'll allow you to put those as cake toppers on your wedding cake oh that's the the
2: goal yes (laughs) otherwise he's he's not doing it yeah i'm not interested Uh, if she's
0: (laughs) my favorite should be no surprise to y'all it is uh one that we talk about all the time and the creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been on the show. One of them, Kevin Eastman. Uh, hey, Heidi, how are you? Um, it is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those are the ones for me. My younger brother was all about G.I. Joe. My older brother was all about the Transformers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are my thing, and uh, they continue to be my thing. I love TMNT. Uh, Chris, what was your favorite?
1: Ninja Turtles are great. Um, I got to give a couple honorable mentions real quick before I tell you my choice. I love Muscle Men. I forgot mm. about Muscle Man, the little <laughs> pink. Men are amazing. The Absolutely. little pink guys that came in a garbage can, sick as hell. Um, and also honorable mention to the Ghostbusters toys, like the ones I you'd bend agree. over and it, the mouth would open, and there's a football tongue, and you know those are pretty badass. But yeah, great. gotta say, definitely a He-Man guy. Love He-Man, I, Castle Grayskull, Battle Cat, Orko, He-Man, She-Ra, just like. Who was, I was your a-
0: favorite? He-Man. Character or figure,
1: I think Battle Cat. Battle Cat is badass.
0: So, Chris, you don't know this, um, but back when there was a machinima, machinima was a company that Warner Brothers ended up like buying and this and that. My good friend Jeremy Ezevedo, who uh, who does he work for now? He He's a guy who I don't think he's ever been on Geekscape, but he worked in media, he still works in media. He's a good guy. He brought me in, uh, to uh, around the time that machinima was doing those original. Uh, Mortal Kombat live action series and I know that they did like a Transformer series as well they brought in our late friend John Schnepp and myself to do a He-Man series and it just couldn't get a sponsor it was the the sponsor was Dr. Pepper 10 at the time and I think Dr. Pepper 10 it lasted all of like six months and Schnepp and I were going to do a a short like online He-Man series and I was going Deep into all that stuff. And like, oh, there's gonna be uh, nanny faces and this or that. and that. I was gonna uh, go right. Into
1: it. it was gonna. It dude, was a dream, dude. That yeah. I never realized before I watched that the toys that made us on Netflix that all of those started out as toys first, then cartoon. Like I would yeah. have never known that. That's insane. cartoons
0: were commercials for the toys. Yeah, that's yeah. so there weird. No doubt that those are commercials for the toys. So weird. Derek, what did you get to play with in Canada in the freezing north?
3: <laughs> we didn't actually have toys until I was already past the toy uh, owning age. So um, no, uh, uh, I was like a really big trading card kid. So I would always like if I ever had a choice of things, I chose you know trading cards, Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic. As wow. a, as I grew up, as I evolved, I
2: different cards. I was like, oh yeah, because those Marvel trading cards from the nineties were fucking incredible. <laughs> I have finders for uh, them. Same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. We should check. Um, I might need some. many, if you have any doubles, I might need some <laughs> of it. it take a look. Uh, <laughs> and then,
3: you know, I was I, born in 1990. I got su- I was super into Beast Wars was like the first Transformers that I really, really got into, like that I can remember. Um, so yeah. I, I, a lot of the Beast Wars Transformers toys as well. Uh, favorite being, you know, Megatron was a T-Rex as far as I remember. And that was a f- badass toy. Okay.
2: G.I. Joe came out uh, many, many years ago today, according to our Instagram oh, page.
0: Very cool. Uh, <laughs> the
2: and debut of the first G.I. Joe was today.
0: I think Roadblock was actually my favorite G.I. Joe because he rhymed whenever he talked, uh, <laughs> and that was always funny to me. Okay, uh, let's. We only got a few questions left of the Geek Boys Club. Feel free to ask a question if you want to leave a comment. There's a good one from Twitch. I yeah. see up there too. Uh, Boys Club, if you could have any superpower. What would you choose? And I think this breaks down to that whole idea that there are only two real superpowers. There's variations of flight and there's variations of, invinci- uh, of it being, invincible, being invisible, either being out in the open or being undetectable. What would you say w- if I was to present that to you? Like what superpower or what superhero do you think you'd want a power similar to?
2: I want to be an animorph. i think it's i think it's the greatest cheat code you can you can get all of it if you want to fly anamorph into a hawk wait can the anamorphs turn into whatever
1: animal i thought they were all a
2: specific animal no you you could all you had to do was pet the animal and acquire their dna and then you had it locked and loaded so you could have like a hundred alligator you had to go up to a cheetah and pet it well so what happens is when you touch it it goes into a trance and then you can Mm. acquire the the dna so like it, if it
1: bites you,
0: you're like, sorry, I know you got your first bite, but now I'm you. Wait, that's <laughs> trash. Animorph trash. Sorry, Animorphs
2: is great. I'm rereading those books right Do now. Do you?
0: This is what's gonna happen. You're gonna be like, "Can hey, I'm so happy to be an animorph." You're gonna breathe. A freaking bug's gonna go in your mouth, and you're gonna be stuck as a bug forever. And do you
3: only get one? Like, like, can you only hold one animal at a time, or is it any yeah. animal you've ever touched? Yeah, you, you can, can stockpile can them all. Can, you, can yeah. you mix and match? <laughs> like, I want wings, but also to be like a dog. No, 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 no. That's not a crazy Derek. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe this. Chris, what superhero would you want? Please salvage this.
1: Uh, so super, can I see the future?
0: Yeah, totally. You may not want well, to, but there's superheroes who can like, like well, see the future. Like, like, uh, Madame, uh, web on the Spider-Man universe. She can see the future. What's going to happen in the Spider-Verse and stuff like that. But be careful, well, man. It could be like careful. Kroll. Remember in
2: Kroll when the Cyclops, the origin of the Cyclopses, they wanted to see the future. And they were like, well, we'll take your eye. But when we take your eye, you'll get to see the future. And then yeah. the only future they got to see was their own death.
0: Yeah, Chris, you may not want to see the future.
2: but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a gambler, so I just want to know what happens in the,
1: the basketball games. Tomorrow.
0: I love that your superhero is <laughs> becoming Biff from the Back to the Future <laughs>
1: Yes, Dude, Biff, that almanac in Back to the Future 2 is
2: like, I have dreams about that thing. Be All right, time, time an travel. An for time travel instead of, of being able to tell the future. If being an asshole
0: is a superpower, like I'd, <laughs> no, be,
1: I'd be Superman. I would just, I would just give, <laughs> I would just give away all the money I want because what would I need money for? I could just always get more of it, <laughs> so I would yeah. just give it away.
0: Chris, I don't know, man. I remember your phase going through that poker addiction, and I don't ever want to see you go back there, man. Poker, yeah, then, I don't. Not, I'm not, a, not poker mess. phase. I love poker how you just, died oh, out. you just want to eliminate chances and eliminate the need to have a job. I think that's I think that's what you want. <laughs> it's
2: all about like, gambling lost, is, now. Is anyways. the is the poker games where the infamous "Walking on Sunshine" story originated? <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Bolt T's just giving us props. He says this is the best conversation
0: ever, and he loves the Krull reference.
3: He's just he's just learning everything he wants to know about us. Yeah, so. all of our <laughs> secrets, all of our secret questions for all of our accounts. Next, he's going to be like, "What was your mother's maiden name?"
0: Well, Geek, well listen, Geek's Boys. Was the make
3: of your first car?
0: You know what? Let's just let's just do this again next week and like not invite Katie. I'm kidding. Katie will be back next week. Uh, Geek Boys Club. I think we need to keep doing the Geek Boys Club episodes and have just varying geeks come in maybe we have shane join us maybe we have different geeks join us in the geek boys club but it will be the geek boys club just to show that we're uh a bunch of immature kids who would do <laughs> this i mean this is the equivalent of what we would do in like a treehouse in middle school so
1: can, can you
2: up. throw up the one twitch question though we got uh from turntables in our eyes because uh, yeah. i know i have a few answers and i know what some of chris's ridiculous i, I did
0: bring this, this up as a segue to come out of the episode um again matt and chris not only are they starting this new company we know podcasting uh which you can find out more at we know podcasting.com and email them really info at we know podcasting.com but they are putting together the one hit thunder podcast for the podcast network um so there's a question that's relating to One Hit Thunder. Can y'all make a playlist of the best not-the-hit song by each of the artists you've talked about on One Hit Thunder? So think about all the artists you've talked have. about on One Hit Thunder. <laughs> and then what is the what is the best song that didn't become a hit for each artist? Can you make that list and maybe make a Spotify
2: out of it? So, so there is a Spotify playlist for that already. But I would like to just turn it into a question of asking Chris, because I know he's had a few... But what are, what are some of the not-the-hit-song songs that you ended up really liking while doing One Hit Thunder?
1: Uh, Yum Yum Sauce by Kaya. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that in this most, uh, most recent
0: episode, and I was dying. And I also got really offended that you didn't ever send me a text telling me about Dick Down in Dallas. Yeah. That song sounded hilarious.
2: Thank you, Chris, for failing this yeah, text. It's
1: a good one. I can't yeah. remember any of the other ones, Matt.
2: That I don't upcoming, know. the upcoming episode, you speak very highly about the song Horny by Mark Morrison.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Horny by Mark Morrison this is great.
2: I'm trying to think. I know uh, in our what we consider our official first episode, Mike was... Was really touched by some song by Tom Cochran about the, <laughs> the boy and the man or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah the boy, <laughs> yeah, the boy and the man or or something like that. Yeah, the boy and the man. You I mean, uh, like, uh, I was really talking about that one. Yeah. yeah, I did not
0: go and look that one up, but I make <laughs> mental notes when you talk about the other songs. I was like, oh, I should probably look into the discography. By the time I'm done with the episode, I move on to like another podcast. And I'm so sorry, but
1: yeah, yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I, didn't I, listen to
2: that I show. I went on the record pretty hard during the semi episode that I think the song Singing, to you, Singing In Your Sleep is like a masterpiece of a song and should have been a massive hit. And it's a bummer that it didn't do well as a single. And then uh, Newly Reformed New Radicals, uh, their song Mother Just Can't Get Enough. Uh, really, really good opening track to any album. Uh, so those would be my shout-outs.
0: Well, Geek um, I want to say... Thank you for listening to the Geek Boys Club on this episode. And like I said earlier, if you need help with your podcast, info at weknowpodcasting.com. dot As for Chris, um, <laughs> Derek, I can just keep harping on you, bringing back Geekscape games. But it sounds like you guys are moving. It sounds like y'all are. are there was mail Things are happening there. I'm excited <laughs> about it. I do not want to bully Derek because he'll disappear for another three years. Uh, I don't want that to happen because Gary's a good friend. I'm hey, just I'm going on. right now. And although things aren't looking great for Comic Con this summer, I want to keep freaking out, uh, like freaking thinking of ways to do something with y'all. And I mean, this live stream has been fun.
2: Johnson Johnson and Johnson supposedly submitting their their vaccine to the uh, F, F uh, FDA. FDA. I was like, I almost said FBI. Uh, submitting it to the FDA. And I mean, that could be a huge game changer because it's a single shot instead of a two shot, and it doesn't have to be kept at a low temperature, which means that it's a lot easier for distribution of it to happen. (laughs) People can stop sabotaging your supply. Oh, my God. It's it's crazy. Philadelphia shit is insane. Or what they did here
0: in LA where they uh, protested outside of Dodger Stadium and uh, stopped the vaccinations for like over an hour. A bunch of people. I mean, it's the largest vaccination center in the United States, and they stopped it for it's an crazy.
2: hour. Well, for Philadelphia put a bunch of 22-year-old kids with no medical experience in charge of the vaccination <laughs> campaign that, and that uh, blew up on them.
0: Matt, why don't you try something like that and then like make the money and then use it to have some impressive show of love to Christina Ricci that get her <laughs> attention, Matt. like, Think <laughs> about it. Just steal from the government, turn around, take the money, and use it to as like a giant you know... Declaration of love. It's something to think about. Okay, Matt? Yeah. Okay. So, Geeks us we'll be back next week with a brand new Geekscape. If you want to listen to any of them, and you should, we got more podcasts on the Geekscape Network. Matt has a horror movie night podcast. We got Chris with uh, One Hit Thunder, and Derek is just always welcome on the show. And he's also got <laughs> Geekscape Games.
3: Xbox and- Game Passengers is evergreen as well. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Geekscape Passengers really is evergreen. And, uh, Geekscape, thank you for hanging out with the. Geek Boys Club of Geekscape. And we'll get you on the next episode to talk whatever you want. Like, we'll talk some WandaVision. Man, was that episode four awesome! We can talk a little bit about new movies. I enjoyed Palmer on Apple Plus with Justin Timberlake. Happy birthday, Justin. It was his birthday recently. That was a really good one. And uh, Geekscape is basically your show. So tell us what you want to hear and what you're thinking, and we will make a show for you. This is your community and uh, it's your network. So, Matt, Chris, Derek, uh, I love having you on on here. Uh, I'm going to check the comments one last time, and really, it's um, we love you, um, and uh, that's it. Geekscape us over and out till next week. Geekscape forever. Peace.
1: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.